everyone, welcome back to the Long Lost Heroes podcast. We thought about skipping, but we're here. <laughs> uh, I'm Frank, here as always with AJ. How you doing tonight? So well, my friend, so well. Uh, we're here to discuss The Mandalorian Season 4, Episode 4, Chapter 20, The Foundling. They gotta simplify it. Do we need chapters? Yeah, I, you know... I, I hope that there's like less than a hundred. <laughs> right. Like when they're talking, like that John Favreau's like, yeah, you know, we're not halfway through. We're going to have like five, six seasons. It's like, why do we have to call it chapter 65? <laughs> Who the fuck cares? Yeah. Uh, like, unless it was going to be like, okay, the end of this book, you know, we thought with the book of Boba Fett, like, well, this, this book is over. We're going to have a new set of chapters. Anyway, uh, so I think that there's something to it that if the if the movies are episodes, mm. then maybe the episodes can't be episodes. So maybe yeah. they need to be chapters. I don't know. Yeah. I'm That's fair. That's fair. Um, uh, but the real news this week is that if you search The Mandalorian on Google, you get a little Grogu manipulating the force on the screen. So listen, this is a great thing. <laughs> It's great. And that's this week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so, yeah, let's let's break it down. Uh, not, a, not a ton. I mean, it's the shortest episode of the series. Definitely. Uh, it'll be our shortest episode in a while, but it'll be but it'll be good. Yeah. And like, you know, I, one of my initial reactions was like, why? Why couldn't they make this week and the last week kind of like an A.B. story, you know? That's, that was our complaint last week. Is like, oh, there's not enough, you know, of our our heroes, and so then we have this, and it's it's fine, and like, um, there's a lot of really good stuff in here. Don't get me wrong, uh, but you know, maybe maybe we needed to just like have both stories together, split over two weeks, and we, then we then we're good, and we keep moving. Like, has any of these guys worked in television before? <laughs> just. Yeah, you know, to me, uh, these episodes always feel like a breath. You know what I mean? Yeah. That this is very much, you know, the swamp planet with the AT-AT in season one. This is very much the frog people. You know, to me, this is a, you know, we are, you know, there's there is a lot of plot here. But what I would also say is it's not um, action plot. It's development plot. And yeah. that is always going to be, you know, it's always going to feel a little bit like we're, you know, treading water for the next adventure to happen. And luckily you get a little bit, you know, of some nice action sequences that, you know, again, uh, I do want to reiterate. I think that the va the production value on this season of Mandalorian is through the roof. It's, it's and the it's and the flying sequences in you know influence that are d direct out of Iron Man mm. look phenomenal. And I, I really appreciated, uh, you know, the whole uh, you know sequence trying to save the kid. I I, w I was here for it. <laughs> you know, yeah. like. You know, I'm that, into I'm into the big visual action that John Favreau knows how to make an Iron Man movie. Turns out he uh, totally does. But Carl Weathers uh, directed this one, uh, which is cool. You know, bringing him back. No, he's great. He did, listen. He did a great episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, so like, 
do we like we care about this kid that gets you know okay it turns out that his father is one of the you know his name is Paz Vizla. Paz Vizla, yeah, he's been there forever. He's and the, this is and this is voiced by Favreau, not necessarily acted by Favreau. Cor- correct. Right? He's been yeah, he's been in it since the beginning, uh, which is cool. But how cool is it? How how OG of Favreau to be like. Fuck being in all this armor. I'm just gonna voice this guy, and like, there's nothing you could do. <laughs> right. Well, and, and he he uh, he voiced the character previously in the Clone Wars, so it's sort of like, you know, pre and post. Um, so there you go. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I it's cool. I think everyone thinking that Grogu like isn't a good fighter is hilarious. Like, and he's just like, what do I do? And they're playing paintball, and like, have you seen the? the pedro pascal snl yet did you watch that at all we like (sighs) there's a great there's a great skit in it where pedro pascal plays like a uh uh hispanic mom a latin a latina mom Mm -hmm. like with like a grown son bringing home a white woman (laughs) and there's been there was a great meme about you know uh my son does not have a dd he just likes to jump and I saw somebody put that with <laughs> Grogu <laughs> leaping around, and I was like, "That's those people. Yeah. They are getting they are getting the spot for me." Yeah, uh, yeah. Hey, man, that you should definitely check out Pedro Pascal's SNL. He was hilarious. Yeah, I. You and know, the we, Mario Kart bit is right up your alley. See that one? I did watch because that like when it came out, it was like it was like all over the internet. Right, um, right, right. But yeah, no, like, here's our segue into SNL. I watched, like, I don't know, 10 straight years or more of SNL, like, without missing an episode. And this season, we've just, like, totally fallen off. Yeah, I, I, hear, I hear you. I hear it's you. It's just hard because we never watch it live anymore. And, like, we just. I know. Yeah. I know, man. So, anyway. You're preaching to the converted. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I mean, so we have this whole sequence where the little kid gets captured by a pterodactyl. <laughs> like, funny, funny what? story. I had a dream that one of these pterodactyls was in my bed and it was just my wife trying to cuddle me. And she told me I punched her. <laughs> That's I'm sorry. Incredible. Um, yeah, you know, and you know, okay, so they've got these things, and there's like, like, of course, there's gonna be these like babies, there's always babies, yeah, of course. And, and like, they bring, yeah, that to me was hilarious, yeah, like, okay, they're gonna uh, the mouth feed this, yeah, little kid to the babies. Well, I oh also, God. I also love how inclusive the Mandalorians are, you know what I mean? They're like, fuck it, <laughs> hey, guess what? We've got some new foundlings for you. You know I what? Think, <laughs> I'm down. I think. Listen. I think that that's great. Um, I listen. Me and you are both here for creature appreciation, yeah. and to see them being nice to larger creatures in the Star Wars universe, not always blowing them up. Yeah. So great. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, the mama dies, and that's super sad. But like, they didn't kill it, so it's a little bit less whatever. Right. Um, I read this really great article on nerdist uh yeah about um about the, the treatment of the creatures and how like they like there's only like only one like there's two ways they either just love having these giant creatures for them to kill or they're like setting it up for like a plot point of like grogu 
being like the master of the creatures because he I, has been. I've heard about I've th- I've heard about this. Right? Like he he you know reached out with the Mudhorn, he the Rancor like is he going to ride the fucking mythosaur and be fucking, like fucking fucking a man yeah maybe so you like know, <laughs> he's like watching like as all these mandalorians are like oh another creature let's just shoot it and he's like you know, no the force is with me <laughs> you know i i don't think that something about this show that i've been thinking about is that i don't think we're going to return to mandalore like immediately hmm. i could be wrong but yeah. i would to me, it, it feels like we're not going to go immediately right back there. I don't think Bo-Katan is immediately going to go right back there. Which is weird. <laughs> because, like, when we were there, I'm like, they're, of course, they're just going to come back and be like, hey, like, no one's there. Let's go back home. Right. But the, you, she needs people to see her riding the Mythosaur. Yeah. So, like, you, she can't just go there and ride it, you know, for nobody. And you, she can't really take a selfie in Star Wars. That's not really done. At least, not that I see, you know. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, to me, I think, uh, you know, at least you have to take back, you know, have to take back what you're going to take back, part of the the myth store. There needs to be a reason for them all to go there. Right. And then, like, it'll happen. Right. Yeah. It's it's not just like, hey, let's just go home. It's cool. Right. Exactly. They're going to have to protect it from something. Definitely. Um, Okay. and and yeah, and so then Bo-Katan is kind of like leading this charge. She's gaining their respect. It's it's all like super awesome. And she kind of reveals her thing to the armorer, like about the Mythosaur, and like which was bold. I was like, Are you really gonna do this? They're not. She does not gonna think you're crazy. Um, the Mythos the the armorer thought she was crazy. Mm. I think that I think that to the armorer. Bo-Katan is so like a a non ag- agnostic Mandalorian. Mm. You know what I mean? Like she like to put it in your terms, like she hasn't been to church in a bazillion years. But she let wears alone, a cross on. Yeah, her exactly. Yeah. But like no, hasn't taken communion, doesn't pay, like doesn't do anything. Yeah. And here she is, you know. So I think to her to the armor, it would probably in that sentiment, she was like, Yeah, you if you have dreams about the mythosaur, we all have dreams about the mythosaur, right, my yeah, dude. Yeah, everyone's allowed to wear a cross <laughs> around their neck. Like we're not gonna Yeah, exactly. Know. So Okay. I, I found that very interesting because I do find the Mandalorians to be very Jewish, <laughs> you know, in a lot of ways. So to me that felt very Listen, there's the the religiosity of Star Wars vis a vis the Jedi, the Mandalorians, the Sith, yada, yada, yada. It is very interesting to think about extrapolated, you know? There is a very fine line difference between Judaism and Catholicism. Like, it's really not that far off. <laughs> well, well, not even that, but, like, you know, the Mandalorians are scattered. Yeah. You know, if you think of the Jedi, you know, they were the priests, they were there, they they, they kind of controlled everything, they had a militant arm like the Knights of the Templar, you know, like... They it, they could they're kind of like that. The Mandalorians I seem to think are a little bit Jewish, and that's just my crazy shit. But I don't know. Let's move I mean, on from the Jewish the Judalorians to I mean, uh, yeah okay to our favorite. The Jedi to, are also kind of Jewish. To yeah, the Jedi are, are very Jewish. The Jedi are it's a very Jewy the religion. Sacred text. Oh my god, yes. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> Read them, have you? Nobody reads the fucking Talmud. You can't even really read it. The Talmud is such a crazy idea, like that to explain it to to the podcast, 
it's not even really a book that you read. It's an argument in the center of a page written in Hebrew, and then around the page are all different arguments and add-ons and addendums by all of the different rabbis. And you don't really read it as much as you read a little bit of it, and then you argue about it. Mm. <laughs> all right. It's like, it's a crazy idea. Anyway, moving on from the Judalorians, <laughs> uh, we have to talk about our other Mandalorian, which got some major plot and character development and also broke the internet in a little bit of a way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, okay, um, to make this short and sweet, I, you know, I definitely think that, to me, um, we've been waiting for this for a while, we've been to Coruscant already, Yep. it's interesting to me that we go back to Coruscant again, bang, bang, next episode, what do you think about that? I love it, I mean, it's, we've been wanting it, we've been, like, we've talked about how, like, in the in the movies, like you don't really get flashbacks. You don't really do like, but like you get like a good vision here. Like that's yeah. really cool. Like they can do that and it doesn't feel forced. Like we're talking about this, this little kid basically that's seen a lot of trauma and you know, he's still dealing with that shit. And so of course he's going to like we, and, and we had flashbacks of Din Djarin as a child, so like you can kind of like it's very that. it's very similar. I I didn't even think about that. So like, and obviously we knew it was going to happen. This is in the trailers, but like, um, yeah, to finally see who like rescues and and also like we've seen like this scene now so many times, right? Like it was in in Revenge of the Sith, but now we also we had it in Obi Wan with uh with Reva uh Reva is that her name? Yeah. Uh. And just all these other, you know, Jedi and and Padawans and younglings that survived or were murdered. Um, And so we get this here and we've been always wondering how. And so it's like, yeah, like, of course, we wanted to know the answer to this question in season one. But like they held out until season three. That's great. Uh, And so we get the return of Ahmed Best. Wow. No, yeah. no, the the, the <laughs> Jar Jar Binks, uh, and the redemption uh, of him, which is which is great, and so he plays a character called Kelleran Beck. Uh, he's a Jedi, and he's a badass Jedi, and he is the you know there was a bunch of them, but he is the one that got Grogu across the finish line to this ship, and on to the next. I, I we can presume we'll we'll get the next vision. Like there's more to this story. Yeah, I, I mean, okay, so, you know, through the flashback and, and we're, you know, we're all waiting to see who it's going to be, you know, I think it's such a, I don't know, when I first saw him, it was so, like, shocking and, and like, I felt, like, so happy and, like, redeemed and now, now I just kind of feel, like, proud. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think, to me, the Star Wars community gets such a bad rap from the internet and a lot of people who are, who we were never on their side anyway, but, like, the shitty, toxic Star Wars people are going to do what they do. Yeah. And I think that if you if you love it and you know so much about it and you de- and you deep dive like we do, to see him have this such a special, significant moment um is you know this is why we're here 
you know, and I think that they know that. I think that, you know, the prequel nostalgia is is at its peak right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> this is the peak prequels nostalgia. We should all be, you know, thinking about that. Uh, because they will beat it into a dead horse if we let them. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that uh, listen, his action sequence was great. The flying in on Coruscant was super entertaining. Um, I'm excited to see where we go next with him. You know, and to anybody who has any hate for this man, like I, I, I th- often think about it, like he was cast as the first comedic Star Wars character that was just solely a comedic character. And there's a lot of, you know, there's been a lot of, you know, um, re- resistance and also, you know, uh, you know, is the is it a racist character? Is it is the idea of having, you know, the Gungans and, and their style and, you know, Phantom Menace does get a lot of hate as being, you know, quasi racist in some ways. Um, you know, to me, he was never about that. And I think that his toy was exploited and we all bought them and had them. Meanwhile, you know, every older star Wars fan was destroying this guy for literally 20 years. Yeah. Becoming the toxic star Wars fandom that we all know now today. Yeah. So it's, I'm very happy to see him redeemed. I'm, I don't want to see them beat this into a dead horse. I think we can move on with a one and done kind of awesome experience. I don't know if we need to have many Ahmed best action sequences. Cause I think this is the best one we're ever going to get. Yeah, and for it sure. was, I this mean, is his Luke Skywalker moment, right? And he's not Luke Skywalker. No. He doesn't get to have many more of these. What do no. you think? Do you I think mean, he gets a show? No, he does not get a show. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think uh, best case scenario, we see him one more time you know, passing him to whomever the next caretaker is and and he goes off into the sunset or we see him get killed. <laughs> well, theoretically, next step is they have to get off world. Uh, didn't they get on the ship and fly off Coruscant or they I forget where it gets cut. I think that they. I think you're right. I think maybe they did fly because they were in the the Naboo starship thing. Oh, I didn't recognize that. Yeah, Naboo. So, and that, that's the other question. It's like, who sent this? Like, everyone assumes it's like, uh, uh, Jimmy Smiths. Uh, so, so what's so what's Kira <laughs> Knightley? Organa. So what's Kira Knightley doing? Yeah, right. Uh, I mean, or you know, is this like? Palpatine, not Palpatine, Padme's like last will and testament, get the little kid off the planet. Or are Palpatine's kids on Naboo? Is this all Palpatine like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Does he think he's actually getting if we if we're if we're right that Palpatine's kids are on Naboo, that's like that's like major shit. Well, why wouldn't they be? Why wouldn't they be? Of course they would be. Although is this the uh, Palpatine's kids at, in terms of, you mean Ray's Ray's parents? Parent? Yeah, I mean they were, he was a clone, right? His her dad was a clone of him. Where, but we, uh, but, but where, when? We, where when? else, and when would they be? Theoretically, right. at this time, it should be around when Ray is born or conceived. So Grogu is Ray. <laughs> so Grogu is Ray. Listen. Um, <laughs> I think that they have her on retainer 
I don't know if they they'll ever get Boyega back. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, no, listen, man. To me, um, the way that they're moving the plot along for Grogu is like such the epic, perfect pace. Yeah. Like it's like I think Favreau is definitely involved with how it's decided which episodes are going to get that because I don't think we're going to get more this season, right? Like this that felt like a lot. Well, there's one more that's written by John Favreau and Dave Filoni. And what's that one? That's episode seven. Okay. I, All right. Yeah. I, I can see us getting. You think we're going to get some more? Like, why show us that now unless they're going to give us, like, the payoff? Like, Be- because I, they're going to do maybe 18 seasons of this show. I know, but, like, what's what's it mean for Grogu, right? Grogu is, like, becoming a Mandalorian. He's, like, learning. He just gets his little piece of armor or whatever right but like, the the mandalorians at this point as far as we know aren't for do not forbade him from using the force correct right or let me ask you this mm. do the mandalorians even perceive grogu as using the force or do they tack his jumping abilities up to just his species mm. do they not know that he is he, indeed using the force he's green and he's a frog <laughs> Uh, right. Is, is Kermit bouncing around here? Maybe just his regular skill set. And they don't they're like, well, what the fuck? Like, we don't know. They haven't seen him. The well, armorer the hasn't ar- seen the, him using the force. The armorer right? knows, though, like they like he had that conversation about like his like I have to return him to his kind, the Jedi. Right. So like. That was a part of previous plots. So I kind of would assume she knows a little bit. A little bit. All bit. All right. I don't know. No, that's fair. But that's what I mean. Like, we've got four more episodes this season. He's going to do something heroic using the Force. Uh, it doesn't seem like they forbid him from using it, though. No. Why would they? He's because it's, be the, not, it's not the way. It, he's going to be the Mandalore. He's gonna be the kid with the light, the dark saber riding the fucking mythosaur. <laughs> in the t- in the season seven, two hundred years in the future. Yes. <laughs> Listen, I'm down for like, whatever they're like gonna my do. My father before me. Yeah, I exactly. Am a Jedi Mandalorian. Do you think that the Yaddle stuff in the Tales of the Jedi show is for foretelling any stuff about Grogu? No. No? You don't think they're related? No. BDH? I don't know. I don't know. I I just... That would be too... Because, okay, if Yaddle is a Jedi... Right. No attachments. Okay. And, like, well... What if it's not about attachment? What if it's about the future of their species? So you really think... Yoda and Yaddle fucked. I, I, maybe they didn't even fuck. Maybe, they, the, maybe like maybe she just laid an egg and then he sure like, you know fertilized said egg. Yeah, we don't we don't know. I you don't know. know. But the thing is, I don't want to know. Right. That that to me, I think they'll never answer. I don't think they'll ever answer. That's like because we don't even one, know what George species Lucas. Yoda is. That's right. right. So I'm yeah. Listen. I love this shit. 
I'm very happy that they're they do it on Wednesdays. It breaks up my week so well. Yep. Uh, I'll definitely just like watch it, you know, when I get back from my trip on Wednesday, and I'll be very happy. Yeah. We know it's chapter twenty-one. Fucking a man. Uh, yeah. Oh, this guy's new. Peter Ramsey. Who's that? I don't know. He sounds a uh, sounds like a Game of Thrones guy. <laughs> oh, he did Into the Spider Verse. Oh, word. Yeah, man, that'll be fun. All right. Well, any any last words? Any last thoughts? Uh, My friend Frank. No, no, Mandalorians. No. Not a big Din Djarin episode. That's okay. No, no, no. He he had an easy episode of voice work this week. <laughs> yeah. What did he have, like, 20 lines? He got paid, what, like, if half that, a bill? If that. It's like, he could have not even gone on that mission, and it would have been like... I wonder how many, like, he goes in and how many are just, like, voice memos on his phone. <laughs> and that's, like, the whole, like, did jarred voice modulation. is just, like, the Apple voice memo. Right. <laughs> <sighs> All right, everybody. Well, it was fun to hang out with you. Frank, as always, thank you for talking Star Wars with me, my friend. Uh, if you want to hear more of the podcast, you can check us out on any of the major podcast streaming apps, whether that's Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Apple. Uh, you can also go directly to our website, www.longlostheroes.net. You could check us out uh, on any of our socials, at LLH Podcast. You can send us an email if you want, info at L at longlostheroes.net. Um, I'm AJ. I'm Frank. And it's been a blast, my friend. Talk to you guys on episode 21. All chapter right. 21. <laughs> Fucking A. <laughs> Bye. It's been a long week. <laughs> Bye.